0: Hello and welcome to this edition of the Ian Abernethy Podcast. You can watch videos and listen to other podcast episodes by visiting www.ianabernethy.com. So without further ado, here's Ian Abernethy. Hello, I'm Ian Abernethy, and thanks for listening in this month. A couple of quick bits of news before we get into the main body of this month's uh, podcast. Uh, The first bit is to let you know that a SATMA podcast, uh, SATMA being the Society for Applied Traditional Martial Arts, uh, it's a global body we're in the process of of setting up, Uh, there's been a podcast added to the blog that explains in a little bit more detail what that's all about. Um, if you go on to the blog of ianabernethy.com, um you'll see that on the blog itself, there's four tabs across the top, and the far right one is labelled up Satma. If you click on that one there, it'll, uh, the podcast is there. Um, it is password protected, because it, it's just for people who are actually interested in, in Satma. So if you'd, if you'd like to listen to that, and um, it's obviously no obligation, just uh, send me an email at, ian, at ianabernethy.com, and I'll send you back the password for that one. Uh, we've added a couple of new articles to the articles section of ianabernethi.com as well. Um, there's an article on there on uh, Chinto Kata written by myself. Um, we've got one on the duality of theme by Rakesh uh, Patel as well. Rakesh uh, is a good friend of mine and has some really interesting things to say about uh, Bunkai and Kata applications, so you'll want to check out that, uh, that article and also check out his website because there's some good stuff on there too, uh, that's linked from the articles page. Uh, including a free book you can download on the applications of geon cutter um so yeah you you you'll find that on the the articles page and the, the new articles are marked up new you'll see it's got new next to them so if you scroll down the bottom you'll find keshi's article in the guest writer section um, other bit of news is the fifth issue of Jison Magazine. We've started work on that and we hope to have it out probably towards the end of next month. Um, obviously, a lot of work goes into the putting the magazine together, so it may be a, you know, a little bit later, but that, that's the aim and all going well, we should, uh, we should reach it. Um, we've got a massive amount of really good articles as well. Just, Really happy with how the the magazine's taken off and getting you know tens of thousands of readers for each issue and um, yeah it's great so if there's um, so the fifth issue is currently in development um, if you want to check out any of the previous four and you haven't all uh, already you can go to uh, www dot that's j i double dot com where you can download the previous issues all completely free um, download those you can also on there register for the jison newsletters. Um, So that's for information specifically relating to Jiston and if you subscribe to those you'll be the first to hear about what's going to be in each issue and when it's coming out and all that kind of stuff. Um, the final bit of news is um, uh, the DVDs. Obviously, my DVDs. Um, I now own the copyright to all the DVDs. Over the years, I met them with various production companies, uh, mainly VMA and uh, Summersdale, um, great firms. Um, and what I've now done is I've bought the rights back to all the DVDs uh, from them. At a huge personal expense to myself, but it's kind of nice to be, you know, um, have control of everything. Um, So what that'll mean is if you normally buy our DVDs from anywhere else other than ianabernethy.com, you'll find that uh, they'll probably become unavailable as as time uh, progresses. Um simply because we're going to be the sole supplier of those um, DVDs for the time being at least so um Just to let you, you know that um, And The other thing is because we now fully own the copyright to them It means I can do some exciting stuff with the footage because uh, it's all owned by me um, So we're going to be uh, putting some of the stuff up online free for you to view as part of uh, the video lessons and things And uh, some other things as well, but you know, I'll announce that kind of uh, as we go, so uh, Yep, yeah, so plenty going on plenty of exciting stuff um, okay so this month's podcast we're going to be discussing uh, strengthening the mind or uh, mental training which I think is a really important part of the martial arts. Um, it often gets a bit flowery for me though when people talk about mind training, almost a bit new agey, a bit hippie-ish really and that's not how I see it. Um, so in this podcast we're we'll discussing my own kind of views on uh, uh, mental mental training. So I hope you enjoy the podcast and thanks once again for listening in. training of our minds is generally considered to be just as much a part of the martial arts as the training of our bodies. There can be no doubt that the mind needs to be correctly conditioned if the martial artist is to perform at their peak. So how do we go about training our mind in the most effective and efficient way? To train the mind we have many methods available to us. We have older methods such as meditation and we have modern methods such as those coming from sports science. All of them can be very beneficial. Uh, personally, though, I feel that our mind training works best when it is fully integrated as part of our training. Mind training is not something separate or additional to the physical aspects of the martial arts. Mind training should always be an integral part of training. Hironori Ozuka, the founder of Wadaru, said that there were three kinds of strength. Physical strength, technical strength, and mental strength. He went on to say that if any type of strength is deficient, then it would be the downfall of the individual. Good martial arts training should therefore develop us physically, technically and mentally. Uh, it's the mental aspect of training that we'll be focusing on in uh, in this podcast. Now, Live combat is extremely stressful and therefore our training needs to ensure that we develop the mental fortitude to deal with that stress. Quietly meditating can be good for our health and it's a great antidote to the, uh, the stresses and strains of everyday life, however it does little p- to prepare us for combat. Our martial arts training should be as close to real combat as safety and skill level permit, and that means that training needs to be stressful. Uh, In my view, we need at least two sessions a week that take us to our limits. Uh, The training should be fear-inducing and intense. Now, If you find yourself dreading these stressful, high-intensity sessions, you can be sure your training is headed in the right direction and that these sessions will mentally strengthen you. Whether sparring, drilling techniques or working out in the bag, we need to be constantly mindful of the quality of our technique so that our training develops us technically. We should also train with intensity and to the point of exhaustion in order to develop ourselves physically. Intense and technically precise training is very demanding and the temptation to take it easy, reduce our standards or quit before we reach our limits is always present. Uh, But it's when we do not succumb to these temptations and we keep pushing forward through the discomfort and distress that we develop the mental strength, resolve and fortitude so central to the martial arts. To develop our physical strength, we need to attempt activities that are currently outside our capabilities. To get stronger, we lift more weight than we can comfortably manage. To increase our aerobic and anaerobic uh, capacities, we try to do more than we currently can in a given time. Through attempting to accomplish that which currently lies beyond our reach, our bodies will adapt, our fitness will uh, be advanced, and the task uh, essentially becomes easy to accomplish. Uh, Things are very similar when it comes to developing ourselves mentally. Any training that induces fear, a desire to quit, or a yearning to take it easy has the potential to make us mentally stronger. A good training session should be technically, physically, and mentally demanding. To develop, we need to be reaching beyond that which we can currently uh, currently do and into that which we find uh, uncomfortable. When our training is stressful and mentally demanding, our minds will adapt to this stress and ensure that we are able to deal with the stresses of combat and therefore function when it counts. Now, to be clear, it's not just a matter of throwing ourselves in the deep end, though. I mean, uh, just like any other aspect of training, the increase in intensity needs to be structured and relevant to our current level. If our training consists of what we can already achieve, then it will not be physically or mentally demanding enough to stimulate growth. We need to be outside of our comfort zone in order to progress. However, if we are too far outside our comfort zone, we may find ourselves overwhelmed, and again, this will ensure that we don't progress. The key, therefore, is for our training to push us outside of our comfort zone by just the right amount. Now, in my mental strength book and DVD, I call that being in the zone of development. So that's outside the comfort zone, but not so far that we're, uh, uh, we're unduly stressed, overstressed. Now, a useful analogy to help kind of clarify that is weightlifting. If we use too little weight, uh, we remain inside the comfort zone and therefore we don't stimulate um, increases in strength and, and muscle growth. Um, too much weight and we overstress ourselves. We may suffer injury and again, we won't grow. Uh, To strengthen our bodies, we need to lift the right amount of weight, and things work in a very similar way when it comes to strengthening our minds. We use physical resistances, uh, weights, or our own body weight, to stimulate an increase in physical strength. Uh, We need to expose ourselves to fear, discomfort, and distress to stimulate an increase in mental strength. Uh, The collective term that I use for the feelings and thoughts that we can use to develop mental strength is mental resistance. If our training is to develop mental strength then it needs to include the right amount of fear, discomfort and distress. Um, Enough mental resistance to move us into our zone of development. Now that is true martial arts training to me, uh, true true mental mind training. Um, Training that involves working through mental resistance has far more value and effect from a martial arts uh, perspective than any amount of sitting cross-legged and counting your breaths. So for many years I've made use of numerous forms of mind training, and they've all had value. However, when it comes to making us better martial artists, there's no getting away from the fact that exposure and uh, adaptation to fear, discomfort and distress is the most vital and most effective form of mind training. Now, depending on your perspective, you know, and certainly I would say that martial arts are not just about combat. True martial arts training should not only make us uh, formidable warriors if you like, it should also develop our characters. Um, now, some feel that the martial arts are either completely combat based, or solely jutsu, or solely about character development, uh, do. But I've never felt these two aspects of the martial arts are in any way mutually exclusive. Um, indeed, I feel there can be no character development in the martial arts without intense and pragmatic combat training. And I'm not alone in thinking that, you know, in Karate Dō Neumon, uh, Gichin Funakoshi, founder of Shotokan Karate, Uh, He wrote, he said, uh, do not think of karate as belonging only in the dojo. The spirit of karate practice and the elements of training are applicable to each and every aspect of our daily lives. Uh, He then goes on to say, uh, one whose spirit and mental strength have been strengthened by sparring with a never say die attitude should find no challenge too great to handle. One who has undergone years of physical pain and mental agony to learn one punch, one kick, should be able to face any task, no matter how difficult, and carry it through to the end. A person like this can be said to have truly learnt karate. So it's the severity of our martial training that makes us mentally stronger, uh, and this strength will inevitably spill over into our daily lives. I mean, For me it's no coincidence that the toughest, uh, hardest training, most potent martial artists I know are also the you know, the warm, gentle and successful people. Um, if you think of you know leading martial artists like Jeff Thompson, you know, he's an inspirational man to be around, um, who has taken the qualities gained from his intense martial arts training and used them to become you know, a BAFTA winning screenwriter, you know. Um, now Peter Considine must be one of the most fearsome martial artists I've ever trained with, yet he's an absolute gentleman who's been very successful in business. As anyone who's attended Peter's uh, Thursday morning uh, training day sessions, Uh, I can tell you, these sessions induce plenty of fear, discomfort and distress, and are therefore perfect for developing mental strength. Through training in this way, everything else, both inside and outside of the dojo, seems easy by comparison, Uh, just as Funakoshi stated it would in Karate Do uh, New Mon. Intense martial arts training develops our mental strength and makes us capable of living our lives as we would wish to. Through our martial arts training, not only do we get mentally stronger, we also get accustomed to reaching beyond ourselves. We therefore are more capable of reaching beyond ourselves in other areas of our lives. Um, Our martial arts training gets us used to discomfort and helps us to understand that such discomfort leads to growth. If our training is easy, we don't improve our martial skills. Likewise if our lives are plain sailing, we're also not developing ourselves or our situation. It's through attempting difficult tasks that we develop the ability to accomplish them. The key thing is to ensure that we are constantly pushing ourselves and spending time in the zone of development. Outside our comfort zone, but not so far that we get unduly stressed. Uh, As we attempt to reach beyond ourselves, we will face obstacles that will develop the skills and strengths we need to achieve our goals. Both in the dojo and in life, being in the zone of development will be very uncomfortable at first. However, it's that very discomfort that will develop your abilities and assure that you eventually succeed. Um, To use a non-dojo example, if you get a new job, it certainly won't be as easy as your old familiar job. Uh, But any difficulty experienced will strengthen you and develop your new capabilities. You'll grow into the job. Now, as your talents grow, there will come a point where the new job will become easy, and hence you have uh, developed the capability to reach yet further. Um, to achieve great things, we need great abilities, and the only way to develop great abilities is through great struggle. Once we understand that resistance is a vital part of the process, we actually start to desire that resistance and the associated struggle. Uh, if our martial arts training is not challenging, then we don't you know don't improve we don't get any better and if our lives aren't challenging, we'll never achieve that which we are truly capable of achieving. Our training gets us used to reaching beyond ourselves and helps us to understand the process of resistance and advancement. Our intense combat training, the Jitsu, should lead to us applying the lessons learnt and the attributes gained in our daily lives, and that would be the Doe side of training. We train in a way that takes us beyond our current limits so that we can expand those limits. In life we should also constantly reach beyond our current limits so that we can develop our capabilities and leave the, uh, the lives we want to live. Um, So I hope you've enjoyed this discussion on mind training and I also hope it's got you thinking about how your training should include a mental element and how the attributes developed from that will uh, have applications beyond combat and beyond the martial arts. Um, If you'd like to further your study of mental strength then obviously please have a look at my mental strength book or DVD. One final thought I'd like to kind of conclude with really is that when we are pushing uh, beyond ourselves, an inevitable part of that is where we're finding out where our limits are is that we will fail, we'll often fall short. Um, There's sometimes like a a macho element in the martial arts where people have this, "Oh, I never quit, I I, I never back down in training. Well, people who tell me that, they're they're essentially telling me they're not training hard enough. Um, On a regular basis, I fail to achieve the goals that I've set myself in a given session, and that's because the goals I've set for myself are beyond me. So it's okay to attempt and, and not succeed. You, know, you can adjust. You know, if it was way too hard, then, then adjust the session next time and, and make sure that you're not pushing yourself uh, way, way beyond your capabilities. Or sometimes you just mentally fail. You know, it was capable of you to achieve it, but you just bottled it. And again, you know, it's okay to bottle it because if you are doing that in your training, it means that you're, you, you are butting up against your very limits. And if you're finding that you're never quitting in training and you're never failing, then the training's probably not hard enough to stimulate growth. Now, If you are training in a way that really is testing you that's where you're going to develop your mental strength. And as we said right at the onset, to me mind training in the martial arts isn't about sitting cross-legged and counting your breaths and lighting an incense stick. It's about training with uh, real passion, real drive and being able to kind of shout down if you like those negative voices uh, within you. Um, That's true mind training to me and that's what leads to true martial arts, true jitsu and true (laughs) do. Well that concludes this month's podcast. Uh, I do hope that you uh, enjoyed it. Uh, We'll be back soon with another uh, podcast. We're also going to be back soon with another uh, video lesson. Um, Like video clips, short little video clips online explaining some techniques and some ideas. It's a while since we've done one of those and um, now that we have access to all the footage from the DVDs we'll be putting some stuff up on there as well. So some kind of almost like DVD samplers as well, but hopefully, you know, useful information um, in and of themselves. Um, So, yeah, so thanks once again for listening in, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye now.